0: Welcome to Recloseted Radio, the top rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing sustainable apparel company, or looking to make a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and each week I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Recloseted Radio. In this episode, I am doing an Ask Me Anything, or AMA, and I know it's been a while since we really talked and caught up, and we got a lot of questions actually recently on one of our Instagram story poll um, things, and so I wanted to talk through some of the questions today. And in particular, I'm going to be talking about some updates personally and also with Recloseted. I'm also going to be addressing if you should be releasing new collections right now. I will also touch on some tips I have for the sales coming up. So Black Friday, the holidays, and just that big purchase season coming up. I'm also going to talk about competition. I'm going to talk about pricing your garments. I'm also going to talk about if it's a good time to start a sustainable fashion brand. And then to wrap up the episode, I am going to talk about some of my book recommendations and then also how to deal with burnout. So grab a coffee, grab a tea, and let's dive into this episode. So our first question was actually really sweet, and one person just asked how we're doing and how things are going because it seemed like we were doing a lot of stuff. And so thank you so much for that question. That was so sweet. And the short answer is that things are very busy. And I hate to say things are busy, because I I find that I say that all the time. And it's almost become like a personality trait of mine to say, you know, how things are going. And then I'll just be like, I'm busy. But in this situation, things have been really, really crazy busy. To give you an idea. So Towards the middle of summer, I guess, like so at the end of July, we wrapped up with our Conscious Label Launcher cohort and CLL, if you haven't heard before, is our program that launches sustainable fashion brands. And we just wrapped up with our cohort at the end of July. And it was so rewarding just to see all the progress they have made from when they first started to where they are now. And it's just been such a privilege to work with them. But also really sad because, you know, our, our time came to an end and the cohort ended. But the good thing is we're still keeping in touch through our Slack community. And of course, we're still keeping in touch with them on Instagram and stuff. And I'm really excited for them to be launching their brands over the next few months. And you'll actually be meeting some of them in December because I'm going to be interviewing them on Recloseted Radio to really share their stories. because. A lot of them have really inspiring backgrounds, and they all have really, really high ambitions and goals with what they want to do with their brands. And additionally, they also have really high aspirations about what they want to do to really right the harmful fashion industry. So all that being said, in the middle of the summer, we wrapped up with our CLL cohort. And then recently, you would have seen this, but we just finished launching our Conscious Apparel Accelerator Program, or CAA. And so CLL is our program that launches sustainable fashion brands. And then CAA is our program that increases sales and scales sustainable fashion brands. So it's the next level up program. And we just finished launching it. And I'm so excited and so grateful to be working with all the Slow Fashion founders that enrolled. And honestly, really looking forward to seeing all the momentum and all the development, and really seeing all the work they put through and seeing all the results and success they're going to be getting over the next six months. And more behind the scenes stuff, but we did a lot this summer. We did a rebrand. So if you go onto our Instagram now and even to our website, you'll see that we are now using like a more nude color palette, I like to say. And we also just have a very streamlined look and feel. Like we have our recloseted branding and then for each of our programs, so our Conscious Label Launcher program and our Conscious Apparel Accelerator program, we have very specific branding and looks and feels for those. And it took a lot of time and effort to get here, but I feel like we're finally in a place where all of our products make sense and who we're trying to target makes sense. And so it's all now coming together and we didn't start out this way, right? So if you're listening to this, and you're just starting your brand, or you're within the first year or so of launching, and you're really stressed out about your branding, I would say, yeah, your branding's important. But really, as you grow, and as you develop, and as you really get a solid understanding of your products, your offerings, what problems you're solving, and what your ideal customer is, it'll happen, it'll shape itself. And you know, if you wait until you feel like it's perfect, then you'll never launch, right? And so it's okay to iterate. It's okay to rebrand. Some of the biggest brands in the world do that. So don't feel as though you have to have everything set up from the get-go. And I feel like this is a really good example because we launched with kind of like a minimal viable product for a brand, if you will. And I have a traditional marketing background, so that was pretty hard for me to do. But I knew that as we grew and as we kind of tested and really figured out what we were offering to the market, we could really solidify our branding later. And that's exactly what we did this summer as well. Another thing we challenged ourselves to do this summer was to do one reel a day. So every single day we would post a reel on Instagram because Instagram is one of the platforms that we focus on for our marketing. And when I first agreed to do it with my team, I had so much anxiety about it because I was like, oh my god, this is going to take so much time. But just like any other content, if you batch it and you're strategic about it and you set up a workflow for it, you can really make it easier for you. And so what I really learned from kind of doing a real day is really that if you have you're batching and you know what's going to trend and you're very strategic about plying what trends on TikTok, for example, onto Instagram and really making it relevant to your customer and your audience and your community, then it'll do well. But I feel like the biggest takeaway from doing a reel a day for two months is really just nailing down our workflow and then also understanding what content for us does really well on reels. And so for you, You don't necessarily have to do a reel a day to get to this conclusion. You could start with doing your first reel or you could start by doing three a week or then eventually maybe one a day, Monday to Friday. I honestly don't think the reels we posted on weekends ever really took off. So I think if you can get to one a day, Monday to Friday and have really high quality production pieces that you're proud of and you know your community would engage with, that would be really helpful for you. But only if Instagram is one of the platforms you're focusing on, right? Because if Instagram isn't or TikTok isn't, but you're really focusing on emails or Pinterest, then that's fine. Just stick to that. But just wanted to kind of share that we did do a reel a day for two months, which is crazy as I'm saying it, but it was also really rewarding to see that we could do it as a team. And then personally, I am trying to get back on the self care wagon. I know that I have been really transparent about kind of burning out and not really taking care of myself. And I think through the whole summer, because we had so much going on with CLL turning down and then launching CAA and then also working with clients in between. was a lot going on and my self-care definitely took a nosedive and I think that my mental health and kind of my health in general really suffered because of that and so really reprioritizing my self-care again and again it doesn't need to look like going to the spa or getting a facial but just things like working out regularly again which I really fell off with doing this summer And just like eating healthier and just really drinking water and doing all the stuff. So I'm really focusing on prioritizing that and really ensuring that I continue to prioritize it because at the end of the day, work is really important. And I think when you care so deeply about what you do and when you feel like there's not enough hours in the day to actually make an impact, you can start to feel like, okay, I'll just like, I just won't meditate today or I just won't go for a run. And you have to remember that if you want to really push this cause forward and if you actually really want to make a difference, you need to take care of yourself as well. And I think that that was something that I really realized after this summer, because at the end of the day, I say this all the time, if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your to-do list. And I think that I myself lost sight of that a little bit. And so just reprioritizing that and making sure I take care of myself. And then another thing personally that's going on is that I am gearing up for a really big move, which is very exciting. I'm actually going to be moving countries and also going to be moving across the ocean. And so you can make some guesses as to where you think I'm going, but I'm not going to give it away quite yet, just because I want to really announce it when it's all solidified and we've like figured everything out. But Feel free to DM us with your guesses if you'd like at Recloseted on Instagram, but I'm super excited. For those of you that don't know, I am Canadian and I've lived in Canada my entire life, so it's going to be really cool and amazing to live abroad for a bit. Granted, of course, I've traveled and I love seeing different cultures and different places in the world, but it's going to be really cool to just live somewhere else and I'm also really excited to take Recloseted International. I mean, we've already been working with clients all over the world, but I think this will really help us build out our overseas clientele base and really allow us to network and make some really important connections. So I'm super excited and I'm really looking forward to it. But obviously, with such a big move, there's also a lot of logistical things we need to figure out, like visas and finances and where we're going to live and all this stuff so yeah I'm, I'm really excited also nervous and also a little bit anxious but I know that this is going to be super rewarding and it's going to be great for my personal development my self-growth and then also for recloseted as well And just in case you were wondering, I keep saying we because I am moving with my partner. So that'll be really exciting. We can support each other and really be there for each other for this exciting move. So I hope that answers your question around how I've been doing, what's been going on. And yeah, so I guess just long answer short, it has been really busy, but we are really excited and we are very grateful for the fact that it's busy and for the fact that we get to work with such amazing slow fashion founders. And then the second question we received was just around releasing new collections. This slow fashion founder was wondering if it's a good time to release new collections right now, given that the world is kind of opening back up, but then also there's areas of the world where they're going back into lockdown because the pandemic is still going on. And so they were wondering about my thoughts around if they should release their current collection or if they should wait. At the end of the day, I will say that there is never really a perfect time to launch. There's obviously times where it's more ideal, but you will never, I think, be in a situation where all the stars align, like there's nothing going on in the world and, you know, there's no competitors that are launching anything either. Like there's always going to be something going on, so there's never a perfect time. But what I like to say is you want to try to find a perfect time for your ideal customer. Like I always say, everything in your business needs to revolve around your ideal customer. From the products you make, to your marketing copy so it resonates with them, all the way to even when you will release your new collection. If you think your ideal customer would really benefit from your products right now, then by all means release it. But if you feel that your ideal customer isn't in the right headspace to buy right now and actually waiting a couple of months or waiting for a specific holiday or a specific occasion might be better, then you can wait. And at the end of the day, I wouldn't necessarily ask me about whether or not you need to release your collection or whether or not it's a good idea to. I would actually flip it and ask your ideal customer. So you can give them sneak peeks of the pieces that you've been making and you can just ask them on stories if you are on Instagram around whether or not they think you should release it and just get that feedback from them because it's always important to be really plugged in and dialed in to your ideal customer. The next question we got was around tips for Black Friday and the holiday shopping frenzy that happens in November and December. So preparing in advance for this really important sales season in your business is really important. And I actually did an entire episode on Black Friday shopping and prepping for the holidays. And it was episode 50 of Recloseted Radio, and I will have it linked down below in the show notes so you can check it out if you haven't listened already. Or even if you have listened to it, you can go back and get a refresher so that you can really be set up for success this year. But some of the high-level tips I have for you are, first of all, do not discount your products unless you absolutely have to. I've actually encouraged some clients not to go on sale and instead do almost an anti-Black Friday sale where everything is still the same price. but. Perhaps a portion of their sale is donated to a charity or a nonprofit, or even everything's on sale. But all they do is just raise awareness about the harmful fast fashion industry, and that's gone over really, really well. So, do not discount your products unless you absolutely have to. And if you've listened to any other Recloset Radio podcast episodes, you'll know that I'm really against discounting. I really think that it's harmful for your brand equity and if you don't need to be doing it, unnecessarily putting your items on sale really does cheapen your brand and that's not really what you want to go for. You need to stay as a premium sustainable fashion brand, so don't discount if you don't have to. And then some other tips are just the fact that advanced planning is going to be your best friend. It's going to be a really stressful and really busy time for you, so the more you can plan in advance, the better that will go for you. The second thing too is just to know your key performance indicators, your KPIs, and then also your goals. And then to get to your goals, make sure you create a plan. And then to tie it all together, make sure you organize everything so that you have all the different tasks that you need to do. I talk about ClickUp, which is our project management software, and you don't need to pay for ClickUp. You can use it for free. It's super helpful, but just to have something that keeps you organized so that you're not thinking about all these things in the back of your mind can be really, really helpful. And then my last tip to really ensure that you take care of yourself and you don't burn out is to just implement daily doses of self-care into your routine. So these are just some of my high-level tips on what you can do to really prep for Black Friday and the holidays, but go back, listen to episode 50 of Recloseted Radio and I think that will be really helpful for you. Another question we got was around dealing with competition. The reality is, if you're in business, you're going to have competition. Every single industry has competition, and if there's demand and if something is popular and people want to buy it, you best believe that other people are going to get into the ring and get into the game with you, and people want a slice of that pie, right? So, you're going to have competitors no matter what you're doing. However, that being said, take a step back and focus less on your competition, but start to focus a lot more on your ideal customer. Remember that at the end of the day, your ideal customer is all that matters. You should be laser focused on how you can help them, how you can better serve them, and how you can make their lives easier. That way, you can focus more on providing value, which will then really set you apart from everyone else looking at everyone else's companies and trying to figure out what to do, right? You need to focus on your ideal customer. And when you do that, and when you truly add value, you truly understand them and you are unique, people will resonate with you and people will come to your brand and buy from you and be loyal to your brand. So I would say don't focus too much on the competition. Stay in your lane, like do you and really just focus so much on your ideal customer and laser focus on how you can really help them. And then another question we got was one person was unsure about what to price their garments at. And to address this question, I am going to generalize a little bit here, but I have found in working with our clients and also talking to members of our community that a lot of slow fashion founders are in their own heads when it comes to pricing because often they're worried it's too expensive, or maybe they're pricing it too cheap. And then this back and forth in their head ends up wasting a lot of time. With our Conscious Apparel Accelerator program and our Conscious Label Launcher program, we actually teach our clients exactly what to price their garments at based on the numbers. So what we've done is we've created a really easy spreadsheet template where the founders will go in, they'll input in all of their variable and their fixed costs so they know exactly how much this garment costs them to make. And then we also have a profit margin baked in that we know you need at the very bare minimum in order to support all of your other costs. And then with that, it'll spit out a number that they should be selling their products at. And this approach is really important because it takes away all of the emotions and the feelings and the guesswork around pricing, and it makes it a very logical data-based decision, right? Because if you know exactly how much you are paying or how much it costs you to make a garment, and you know exactly how much profit you're aiming for, then it's a no-brainer on what you should be pricing your product at. And that's really what you want to get to, You want to get to a point in your business where you're making decisions on data, not on emotions. And that will also save you a lot of time because you're not going back and forth deciding if you want to sell something at $200 or $210, for example, right? So that's really important. And I really encourage you to look at the numbers when it comes to your costs. And then also keep in mind how much profit you need to make to have a viable and healthy business. On top of that as well, it's also important to stay connected with your ideal customer, which is turning into the theme of this episode, but it's so important to stay connected with your ideal customer, do some market research if you need to, and really figure out what they're willing to pay and potentially also how much value they see in the product that you're producing. And to wrap up my answer to this question, I just wanted to also remind you that at the end of the day. People are willing to pay for something if they really see value in it. And it's up to you to really determine how you can make this really such a no brainer to your ideal customer because they know that it's going to make their life so much better or they know it's solving a pain point. And so that's something that you need to be doing at the product stage. But then also on the marketing stage, with the right branding and with the right marketing, people will pay for things, right? People will be willing to pay for whatever. For example, I know this is not a sustainable fashion example, but just as an example with Hermès, people will pay tens of thousands of dollars for their Birkin bag because they have branded it and marketed it in such a way, right? Like if you had really taken a step back and thought about the pricing of the Birkin bag, it's the same price as a car in some instances, and that just seems really insane, but they're still able to pull it off because They are able to solve a pain point for their ideal customer. They know that there's a certain status that comes with the Birkin and they've really marketed and branded it really well. So you can do the same with your clothing as well. I'm not saying that you need to be pricing it at the same price as a car, but my point is that I don't want you to go back and forth about whether or not you can charge $300 for a sweater, for example, because you know that's what you need to charge to cover your costs and have a profit. If you need to charge $300, charge $300 and then figure out how you can brand it and market it in a way that people will buy it. Another question we got was one person was really interested in starting a sustainable fashion brand, but just wondering if it's a good time to do that, and then also if the market is too saturated. Kind of like what I was saying earlier in this episode. If there is demand, people are going to come in and there's going to be competition. And of course, you don't want to be in a market where it is super, super, super saturated. But I would say in fashion, sustainable fashion and conscious brands and ethical brands are now needed more than ever. And so if you have a passion for this and you have a really strong why around why you want to do this and why you want to start a sustainable passion brand, then by all means, I think that it would be really good for you and a really great experience because we do need more genuinely conscious brands in the world. And there is no time better than now. It takes so much time to build the brand and then get that traction. And so really the best time to start is really now. Start to think about why you want to build a sustainable fashion brand and have that why. And then also, like I've been talking about throughout this entire episode, get really clear on who your ideal customer is, get to know him, her, they, inside and out, and just really start to conceptualize some of your products, but take that customer first approach. And then I would say, make sure you listen to other Recloseted Radio podcast episodes, because we did a lot of content on how you can launch a sustainable fashion brand. And there's a lot of great free advice on this podcast, if I do say so myself. So make sure you listen to a lot of the past episode, just so you can start to get familiar with the fashion industry and so you can start to put some things into motion. And then another exciting thing, keep your eyes peeled because we are going to have a brand launching workshop at the end of November. So if you haven't already, subscribe to Recloseted Radio so you are notified when we are launching that workshop. And then also follow us on Instagram at Recloseted so you don't miss out and you continue to get all of our tips. We also got a question around dealing with burnout, and I have talked a lot about burnout on Reclosited Radio, so I won't talk about it that much again in this episode, but make sure you go back to episode 75, where I did a specific episode on burnout. I will also leave it down in the show notes for you down below. And then also episode 76, I think would be really helpful for you too, because I talked a little bit about how you can maximize your productivity and also manage your time better. But when you're in the thick of burnout, just really be so compassionate with yourself and be so patient with yourself because it will take as long as it takes for you to get back on your feet. And so just make sure you rest, make sure you give yourself that leeway, and also just make sure you take care of yourself and Once you do recover, just make sure you're peppering in daily doses of self care so that you don't get to that place again. And then the last question I'm going to answer is just around book recommendations. If you've been following us for a while, you'll know that I am a super big book person. And so I will give you a business book recommendation and also a self development book recommendation. My business book recommendation is. Onward by Howard Schultz, who is the Starbucks founder. This book has been around for a while, but it really talks about how Howard came back as CEO of Starbucks and really revamped Starbucks and pushed them through the 2008 recession. And it was really such an inspiring read. And throughout the whole entire book, he talks about the importance of Really knowing your customer again, but then also knowing your marketing and your brand and knowing what your company does and what it stands for. And I would also say that I was also very inspired by how Howard was able to lead the team and really be able to have everyone buy into the mission and really buy into what they were doing so that their entire team could really increase sales for Starbucks again and scale. So I would highly recommend Onward, and I will have a link down below in the show notes. And then the self-development book, I believe I have talked about this already before, but it's 101 Essays That Will Change The Way You Think by Brianna Weist. I think that's how you say her last name. It's W-I-E-S-T, but this book is so great. I think that every single essay is so profound, and I don't know, I just feel like I've had so many... Big aha moments and so many self realizations. And for some of you that don't know, I do get counseling or I have therapy as well. And I've been really public and open about that. But I feel like this book, coupled with my counseling or therapy journey, has been really helpful in my self development and my self growth. And I would highly recommend everyone to go check out this book. And that's it for today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it, and if you have a question that you want me to answer in the next Ask Me Anything or AMA podcast episode we do, make sure you follow us at Recloseted on Instagram and turn on post and story notifications so you don't miss out when I'm doing this again and you can get your question answered. And that was today's episode. If you enjoyed it and you took a lot out of it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at Reclosited. Additionally, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe because new episodes will be automatically downloaded and it also helps us as well to continue to provide this podcast for free to you and continue to share all of these valuable resources. If you haven't already, also make sure you rate we five stars if you think we deserve it and write a positive review. That really helps us as well. And we will see you again next week. And in the meantime, together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.